This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey y'all, it's Crystal. And it's Samantha. And this is Serial Holic Sisters. True crime shit. I still sound nasally when I'm trying to talk. Um, hi, COVID buddy. Hey, COVID buddy. We just released an episode where we told everybody that we have COVID. Well, guess what? We still have COVID. Why? Because we're recording ahead. Why? Because it's all we have to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get a little stir crazy, lo- locked up in our rooms by ourselves. So there's nothing else really to do but research and then record. So, <laughs> so hopefully we'll get a couple weeks ahead. <laughs> I'm in a glass box of emotion. <laughs> You're literally the only face I've seen. This is day four of yeah, seeing nobody. I'd say, I'd say that I haven't seen anybody but my husband. I've seen my husband and I would rather not see my husband. Right yeah. Fucking punch my husband. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, that's so funny. You're the only face I've seen and you're like 600 miles away. So. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. That's a sad thing to say. Thank God for um, our mother. I'm, I mean, I'm glad that your husband's staying clear and going and doing grocery shopping and stuff when you need to. Yeah. He's been awesome. I have to say kudos to our mom because my, like, our mom lives a couple blocks away from me. And so it came really handy she's gone grocery shopping for me and done a porch drop-off for me also my one of my best friends Audrey also literally drove like 40 minutes from where she lives to drop off stuff for me which she didn't have to I didn't ask her to but it was super appreciated I have hot cocoa for like three years now that's amazing (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing oh speaking of hot cocoa in winter woke up this morning and outside of my window, everything was completely covered in snow. I had no idea it was going to snow. Which cracks me up because you're in the, because <laughs> you're in the South. Yeah. And I, like, I live in the Midwest where like, it's so much colder than it is there. And yeah. we don't have that problem right now. I mean, I we had drizzles of, of snow like a couple days ago, but it was nothing like what you sent us. Right. I texted some friends and I was like, um, woke up to this. What's up with that? I had no clue. And they're like, are you under a rock? And I'm like, literally, yes, I am. I'm under a rock. <laughs> like, literally. <laughs> also, I don't ever watch the news. And instead I've been binging that show Ghost. And then I watched the Scream 1, 2, and 3. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Getting yes. prepared for the new Scream movie that just came yeah, out. No, I need, I should have started, I should have done that. I've watched the Scream movies not too long ago. Um, Not like binge watched like you did. Like I've watched one and like a month later I decided I'd watch the next one. Um, like I watched them all in 2021. Yeah. But, I watched them um, all back to back except I, for scream four, because I feel like I remember not loving that one. <laughs> so I, I didn't watch that. <laughs> it was the worst one I think out of all of them, but no, I'm with you. I feel like I should binge watch because I definitely cannot wait to see the new scream movie. I know. I'm it, excited it, to see it. I'm excited to see what happens. So yeah. So, it's my week, um, and it's really not my week. It's still technically your week, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's my case, I guess. It's, it's your week, yes. <laughs> um, 
so I am excited to just sit here and let my throat rest and not have to talk like I did the whole time the last time. <laughs> Which is good because this time I'm not like I don't feel like I've been having to clear my clear my throat as much as I had been. That's um, good. That's good. At least not today. I'm just gonna uh, sit here I'm, and sip on my zero sugar ginger ale. <laughs> yeah, that sucks for you. It, thanks. <laughs> yeah, so no, I think the worst thing that I've had today um, with COVID symptoms is I really can't kick this headache. It's, yeah, that's awful. The worst. And um, I'm sneezing and really stuffed up today. I can breathe a lot better today than I could the last couple of days, so that's good. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. anyways. We'll just, we'll just go ahead and, and get started. So this case was recommended by a listener. So thank you for that. Hey, you. I called it. I called it right away. She did. Of fairness, Crystal did it to me and I knew she wasn't paying attention. <laughs> so I called it. I didn't even know what the case was about, but I called it. <laughs> I, yeah, that's true. I was not paying, I was not paying attention. And she just texted, she literally texted, call it. And I was like, call what? What are you talking about? And she was like, and then it had to have hit her. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't though until you texted back case suggestion and I was like oh crap <laughs> yeah oh, that's I, had I, no, I was like is this the wrong day is it spent for someone else what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> okay so our suggestion was over um, Mia Zapata so some so of the names might... familiar <laughs> 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 I said the names familiar <laughs> The Z in my head. Anyways, <laughs> that's not what I was trying to say. <laughs> the name is familiar. <laughs> no, I was like, the name sounds kind of familiar to me, but I can't. I don't know what it is off the top of my head. But the name's familiar. So I'm gonna tell you, like right right away. She was in a band. Um, she was in a punk rock band. You guys might might know the name because, like another famous band, Nirvana. This oh. band was yes. This band was around. And this all happened around the same time. So Mia was born on August 25th, 1965 in Louisville, Kentucky. She was born and raised there. She grew up as a performer. And at just nine years old, she learned how to play the guitar and the piano, which is kind of a big, I was going to say, it's kind (laughs) of a big deal. So a lot of parents that like put their, their kids in like lessons understanding how to to play the guitar and piano is very difficult I'm just gonna say this from experience like I self-taught myself how to play the piano I know the chords I understand what the keys are you can give me a sheet of music and I can play it slowly right (laughs) very very rusty on it like I can't just sit there and read it and play it really quick like all those you know like all those fancy pianists (laughs) well experienced pianists but oh, you're like, I am a fancy pianist. I'm not, no, <laughs> no, that did come out. I'm definitely not a fancy you're like, pianist. Girl, you know, I'm fancy. <laughs> no, no, I actually learned uh, the, the keys first. I learned what the keys were on a keyboard before I ever learned on an actual piano, which right. there's so much more to learn on a piano than there is a keyboard. But learning to play the guitar, though on top of a piano a lot of people say it's similar it's actually not at all uh, no <laughs> it's, it's it's not even close um it's very very difficult so for her to learn at nine years old how to play both of those pretty freaking amazing but uh she knew her passion for music would grow with her and in 1984 she enrolled into college in yellow springs ohio as a liberal arts student okay she met Steve, Matt, and Andy. 
This is her band. And with their love of punk rock music, formed a punk rock band that they called the Gits. I just realized when I said, is this their band? You started nodding your head. Yes, but people couldn't hear that. So <laughs> it just sounded like just... you ignored me. But yes, that's their band. So I missed the name because I got too excited. What was the name? <laughs> they formed a punk rock band called the Gits. The Gits? Like G-I- yep, G-I-T-S. Okay. So like many that form bands, they have a, a pretty big dream, especially when you're trying to, you know, form a rock band. Usually those those uh back then they were sorry there's a lot of noise <laughs> I just heard a lot of what stuff so caught me off guard even back then like becoming an artist was really hard just like right. it is now right so the crew decided in 1989 that they would up and move to a bigger city where more opportunities would rise makes sense um, they moved to Seattle and they started job hunting to bring in money you know to make before their big break and Mia was the first in the group to actually get a job Okay. So she worked at a trashy dive bar. When I say trashy, I mean trashy. Like it was disgusting. It was a gross place to work, but it helped pay for food. Like she was able to feed the band with free food since it was accessible. Nice. But it was also crazy because the bar was actually near a mental hospital. (laughs) Oh, okay. So so the people that would come in to, you know, hang out at the the bar had some stories. Um, I'm sure they did. <laughs> they had some stories. So. I'm sure it was a lot, a lot of the employees there that just trying to unwind from their crazy day at work. That was a poor choice of yeah. words. Crazy day at work. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was, it was a job though. Well, they could job and free cheese fries or free cheese fries. Okay. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> and the trashier, the dive bar, even though it's sketchy, they probably taste good. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, the group couldn't afford rent. So like, you know, many struggling musicians, they did what they had to do. Some, you know, musicians would live in their van. Some would live here. Some were there, whatever. They didn't own a vehicle. Okay. So they actually found an abandoned building oh. that they lived in. And so they're they just po- squatting? And like they a- call- well, yeah, and they called it the Rat House. <laughs> so the Rat House, excuse me. <laughs> yes. Do you remember when we lived in the Rat House? Is that like how the <laughs> conversations went? <laughs> like that, I can only imagine. I don't. I don't do the Rat Houses. It's not a thing I'm into. They decided like that's where they were going to make their music. They were going to write their music. They were going to create all their music there. They would even I bet have the live- acoustics were great in there. I was about to say they even <laughs> had live performances there. <laughs> Um, it was perfect for them because it was large enough to have shows and you know the acute as I stated in my notes too the acoustics were were just amazing yeah well by 1992 the band released their debut album that they created called Frenching the Bully Frenching the Bully yeah Frenching the Bully that's one way to get them to stop bullying you I guess Ew. <laughs> but uh yeah this is a huge year for them so not long after releasing this debut in june of 1993 atlantic records picked them up okay and actually made an offer to the gets but unfortunately this band didn't get a long time to soak up the amazing life that they finally had created i know i know it's so sad but we all knew it was gonna be sad because i know i was like i forgot for a second true crime (laughs) podcast i forgot for a second i was like this is a nice story (laughs) aside from the rat house you know (laughs) 
<laughs> in the trashy dive bar with the with the sketchy cheese fries. <laughs> yeah, well. On July 7th, 1993, only a month after getting signed, Mia left the Comet Tavern to a local rehearsal studio. Her friend lived in the same building as the studio, and she was visiting her friend. It was around 2 a.m. in the morning. Why would I say 2 a.m. in the morning? Don't know. 2 a.m. is the morning. <laughs> that is the morning. <laughs> Lady redundant woman. <laughs> hey, at least I caught it as I'm like reading it. I'm like, why did I put 2 a.m. in the morning? Like, duh. <laughs> Anyways, it was 2 a.m. And she told her friend that she had planned to take a cab home. But because Mia didn't have a driver's license and, you know, a lot of cab places check ids and stuff oh i guess that makes sense i was like i don't know how cabs work i've never taken a cab i mean i supposedly they check out these <laughs> i don't know i don't i've never taken a cab either <laughs> call me out if i'm wrong folks but this is what i read <laughs> but anyways she knew a lot of the like local cab drivers and stuff too because like she always took them if right anyways she had told them that she had planned to she had told her friend that she planned to take a cab well, her friend was only a couple blocks away from where Mia lived. So instead of waiting on a cab, I guess she decided to walk. Okay. So she had her headset on and was listening to music walking, which, I mean, I can understand. She's a musician, always listening to music. Right. But unfortunately, she didn't get far. So Mia was found lying face up in almost a Christ-like pose and had been raped, beaten, and strangled to death. Oh, God. She was found around 3.30 in the morning, so only a little over an hour and a half after leaving her friends, or right under an hour and a half, um, depending on when she actually left. So she was leaving her friends to go to a friend? No, leaving her friends to go home. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. She she only, where she was staying was only... Was only a couple blocks from the friends, mm -hmm. so she was going to walk, okay. Yeah, so unfortunately, you know... She was about two miles from the studio, which the studio is exactly where her friend lived too, because the studio was like on this level, her friend lives on this level. So she's like two miles from the studio, but the question is who wanted to kill her? Probably just some random thug if it's in a big city late at night, I would think. Right. So a lot of people were like, was it a crazed fan? Was she in the wrong place, wrong time? Her body actually like wasn't even officially identified when she was found either because she didn't carry an ID. In fact, the medical examiner that bought her body identified her because he was a fan of the gets. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Was, yes. So he was like, they were able to recognize her. Wow. It was determined that she did die of strangulation, but if she wasn't strangled, that given a few more hours even left there without hospital help or anything, she would have still died from internal injuries, like from being beaten, you know? Right, right. But Mia didn't go down without a fight either. So it seems like there was evidence of a struggle, uh, which is why some of the wounds that she had had like lacerations due to her fighting back. So, I mean, she still tried to fight back, but she just unfortunately wasn't strong enough. And another unfortunate incident is nothing was left behind at the scene. Like, nothing. As in, even though she was raped, no DNA evidence was left, like no semen was left on her body or anything. So, um, because DNA evidence hadn't really had a huge breakthrough yet, the case was pretty much a dead end. 
The bandmates, along with many famous bands, including Nirvana, Soundgarden, other bands that we've all heard of, Pearl Jam. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they all raise money, like doing music benefits, so that they could hire a private investigator to locate Mia's killer. Oh, wow. Okay. Because police investigation just kept on coming to a dead end. Yeah. Investigators dug into her case for five years before finally saying that they weren't getting anywhere from even the day that she was murdered. This is officially a cold case. So without a crime scene or witnesses, nothing seemed to really help this case. And obviously, you know, with cold cases, there's theories and speculations. Mm -hmm. So one was supposedly an early clue that police had received was from a man that apparently had heard a scream. But not like a help me scream, but a completely earth-wrenching, horrifying, terrifying scream. Okay. That it freaked him out to the point that he was so upset. So he went to go check out where he had heard the scream from, but didn't find anything. Okay. Like nothing at all? Okay. Nothing. So, of course, people wondered, was this a lie? Like... Right. Was was this dude just trying to throw people off saying that the scream was heard over here? Um, Because the scream wasn't where her body was found. But nobody else heard the scream either. Like, it sounded kind of suspicious, right? That's kind of an iffy lead. Iffy theory. Another theory was that she never left the building where she was last seen. Like, it was a big building. She practiced at the studio all the time, hung out with friends, um, all that stuff. Like, did she actually leave? Or was her friend lying? Did she actually hang out with her friend? Or did something happen with this friend? Did the friend have somebody over? Did something go sour? You know? Oh, okay. So all of these rumors, of course, blew up. Right. Well, her body was two miles away from the studio and Mm -hmm. three miles from the street where the man supposedly heard the scream. Okay. So where is the actual crime scene? That was another theory. Was she placed here? Um, There was no evidence. So was she killed in this spot and then dropped off? Or like what happened? There's literally no witnesses. So they're sitting here trying to build a crime scene. And it's pretty freaking hard to do so when you don't have any DNA evidence or anything. It sounds to me, just from hearing this, it sounds that she was probably killed somewhere and then her body was dropped there. It makes me think of the case we just did not too long ago, like the disappearing case where the girl was taken. Tara Calico. Yep. So anyways, like many cases that I've done, um, it usually ends. Sorry, let me reread that. Like many cases that I've done ends usually cold or not. That sentence does not make sense. I'm like, what is happening? (laughs) (laughs) Take all that out. Take it out. Discard it. Throw it in the trash. (laughs) Line. (laughs) Give me a second to process. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Well, like many cases that I've done, they're usually cold cases. At least that's what I've been doing here lately. You have. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't know why I've been on a kick, but this case actually takes a turn 10 years after Mia was killed. I was hoping so, because I was like, if this is the end, this... This is going to piss me off. <laughs> okay. It's not the end. Okay, um, so in 2003, our technology to test DNA evidence has grown. It has, so, yes. So 
So police were opening up cold cases to determine if anything left was viable for evidence. And Mia's case was one of them. Okay. Now, a DNA profile was extracted from saliva that was left on Mia's body from a bite mark. Oh, so he the, bit her? So the guy bit her. That's fucking rude. Yeah, little bitch ass bitch. Bite me again. <laughs> or or don't. You up. Don't, please. <laughs> no, I was, it was like a threat. Never mind. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it really scared the, the attacker. <laughs> Anywho. <clears throat> the saliva that was extracted was kept in cold storage and crazy enough had actually been tested in 2001, but it failed to provide a positive result. But remember the last case that I did, I had mentioned what the CODIS database was and I explained it. So the CODIS database is if you have been convicted of a crime, your DNA evidence is submitted into this database. Um, which is which is great. I I love that we have this technology now because lucky enough, this bastard had a past. Nice, fucking bastard. Fucking bastard. So, Jesus Mesquia had a history of burglary, assault, battery, and even had domestic abuse on his record. Literally all of his ex girlfriends. I mean, all of them, including his ex wife, fi- filed reports against. <laughs> Listen, I got COVID. <laughs> I'm sorry. My voice broke up. Um, anyways, <laughs> they filed reports against him. So uh, I was going to even... reply and then I had no words. <laughs> they, they even, well, you might reply to this. They even found a report of indecent exposure two weeks prior to Mia's murder. The fuck? Yeah. Why though? When I think of indecent exposure, like I know it sounds awful, and I, and I don't mean for it to. I'm like, awful, where are you going? You know, you know, like the the guy in the trench coat that like flashes you. The flasher. That's yeah. What I think of the flasher. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what he did. Like, why though? <laughs> why did he do that? I mean, you can get indecent exposure for peeing in public. You can, which you should, because so I don't know why are you going to pee in public? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying, but you, I mean, I'm not. <laughs> You're like, let me just clear that up real quick. I'm not going to. <laughs> Anyways, I don't, I don't know what he was doing, but he also lived only three blocks away from where her body was found. Oh, that's suspicious. Well, he was picked up and arrested because... <laughs> I mean, evidence. Right. <laughs> but there wasn't any evidence that linked Mia and Jesus to have even known each other. So this goes back to the wrong place, wrong time situation. Right. So what was believed to have happened was that Mia left her friends and because she had headphones on and was blaring music, she wasn't aware that anyone was following her. Okay. So he had to have grabbed her, dragged her to his car assaulted her and then dumped her body after killing her Mm. and out of remorse is what they're speculating he placed her face up but he denies all of it of course so he went up to trial the trial didn't last long he denied all of the accusations um, and he was convicted in 2004 and sentenced to 36 years unfortunately unfortunately he never finished his sentence. 
He actually mm. died January 21st, 2021. Oh, wow. At 66 years old. I mean, I say unfortunately because I wish he would have like burned in hell, but there you go. He died. <laughs> what did he die of? Did he just, does it say, did he have like natural causes? At 66, yeah. probably not. It was just that natural causes is what it says. Mm. I'm sure they- they just blow on me. <laughs> Sorry. There's a dog here. I'm sure that, uh, I'm sure they probably claimed it as COVID. Mm, probably. But this case, this case was sad, but it did have some good things. Okay. So after Mia's murder, a self-defense group called Home Alive was created. All right. It organized concerts and it even released an album with Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Hart, Joan Jett, and a few others along with the surviving members of the Gits. Oh, that's awesome. It was called Evil Stig, which is Gits Live backwards. It, oh. Yep. Home Alive group also offered a ton of other helpful things. Um, they offered some courses. Uh, one of them was like how to use pepper spray so that you could be safe when walking alone. Okay. It's important to point it away from your face when spraying. Um, it's also important not to get it on your hand. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Can I just say from personal experience? <laughs> I I always have had pepper spray on my keychain. Yeah, I have it for uh, running. Yes, and I had it when I was a big runner too. I'm not a big runner like you at all anymore. But I also had it because anytime I would go like out of town for work or anything like that or like my husband's not somebody that likes to go shopping with me um and by <laughs> shopping I'm not a shopper but like if we go shopping you have to go to bigger areas from where I live and like anywhere to go shopping I mean even if it's like a Lowe's is like an hour and a half away so it's always so crazy like, to me I know I have like I have like three Lowe's within 15 minutes of my house <laughs> yeah not me we live literally in the middle of like nowhere, but anyways, uh, pepper spray is always handy. I always have pepper spray on me. And one of the things that I've done is one of my, one of the pepper sprays that I had on my keychain before it, like the trigger part broke. Um, like I must've dropped my keys or something. Yeah. Yeah. And cause it's, it's easy to break if you're not careful, but I, I had to have dropped my keys, um, very hard down on concrete or something. When I picked them up, I realized that the thing was broken. I went to to take it off, but I grabbed that part already. <laughs> and I personally went and washed my hands, but doesn't it matter. Lot, it takes a lot to get pepper spray off your skin. Yeah. So yeah. when I took my contacts out later that night, oh god, <laughs> it was the worst feeling. <laughs> yeah, that burns my eyes just thinking about it. <laughs> They also, uh, they did courses on martial arts, which was another safety help and, um, courses on anger management for those that couldn't deal with loss, like some others could, you know? Yeah. And even though they lost Mia, you can find some of the get songs on Spotify too. So for our listeners that are super curious about, um, this band, yeah, early nineties punk rock hits really different. It's yeah, it does. I I personally like early 90s punk rock better. Mm -hmm. Not that I don't like 2000s punk rock and stuff too. I mean, you know me, I love rock music, but early 90s really, I mean, I was born in 90 and I was too young to even know who Nirvana was, but I love Nirvana. And the fact that she died only a year before Kurt Cobain. Yeah, that's crazy. Which is another crazy case to me too, because I'm going to tell you right now, 
I don't care what anybody says. The man did not kill himself. Uh, no, he did not. He did not. I will fight anybody that says they did. <laughs> I'm so sick and tired of that being ruled as a. I'm 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 done with it. I'm, yeah, it's gonna no. it'll put me on a rant, but yeah. <clears throat> Courtney Love. <laughs> what? <laughs> At first, I was like, "Oh, I'll edit that out" because I thought you were just coughing because COVID. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "Ew." <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> anyway, yeah. speaking of Kurt Cobain, I wanted to end on like a little fun fact. Okay. Not really fun, but you know what I mean. Oh, okay. <laughs> so when Mia like passed away. She was 27 mm-hmm. years old. So okay. she was a member of like the legendary 27 club. The 27 club. So if people don't know what the 27 club is, it's basically a group of popular like musicians, artists, you know, actors that all died at 27 years old. Yes. And usually it was like drug or alcohol abuse or something, but right. I know some of them. Kurt Cobain was one, Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Amy Winehouse. And yeah. And Jim Mia, Morrison. So. Yeah. And now Mia. Okay. So it's, it's a pretty cut and dry case, but I'm glad that it came to an end and we know who actually killed this punk rock singer that didn't get to bless the earth with tons of albums, but yeah, that's really sucky. I'm glad that they figured out who it was because it could have easily just never been looked into again. And they would have just been like, Oh, just some random person. I agree. Random dipshit mugged her and raped her and killed her. Right. And, and I know some people probably wanted the same thing like all these cold cases why haven't why haven't we closed so much more but it is an overwhelming amount of cases oh I'm sure I'm sure but it we're just lucky enough that they decided that they would dig into some of these old cold cases and they picked this one and yeah lucky enough we had saliva that was still packed up another <laughs> good band wound. Oh yeah, saliva. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I love me some saliva. That took you a second. <laughs> but yeah, that is the case of Mia Zapata. All right. That was you interesting. Music. Yeah, I'm totally going to get on Spotify and listen to the gets after this. I actually, I actually listened to some of it earlier because I was like, I, I gotta actually, I gotta go in and, and listen to this and see um, how they sound. And they're pretty good. Nice. They're pretty good. Always looking for new, new, good new music to listen to. The the bandmates, I believe, released some after her too, you know. Yeah. You can listen to her voice on the early, like the 1994 album that was released after her death. And cool. check it out. Check it out, y'all. And, and check uh, us out on SerialHogSisters.com. <laughs> that didn't sound like an infomercial at all. <laughs> Did it not? <laughs> didn't flow good? Okay. No, Tiny bit, I was trying to have nice like segue, but like <laughs> didn't work. <laughs> no, that's all right. Yeah, no, check us out. <laughs> no, go to <laughs> go to serialalexsisters.com and our Instagram. Our faces face. Where, like us, rate us, review us, unless you're mean, because I can't handle it. Yeah, she can't. I can't. I cry. <laughs> I'm kind of a bitch, so I can. I've got tougher skin, but <laughs> yeah, I'm soft <laughs> she is she really is she's always been known like even growing up she was always the the one that was like the mediator out of all the siblings like everyone came to crystal because she was the nice one i don't and like I confrontation was <laughs> <laughs> i was always the mean one that's true 
so yeah yeah follow us let's i guess be awkward i think we're being awkward already so let's be awkward okay okay, okay bye okay bye